Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning from Upasana. Before we begin, let's take a moment to arrive and settle down. So wherever you are, just pull back, get settled, pull your spine straight, open your shoulders, lighten your mind and close your eyes. Watch all the restlessness settling down the way sand settles in a glass of water. <clears throat> As you connect with your breath, flowing in and flowing out effortlessly. And all the restlessness settling down, settling down. Imagine the breath rising from the navel, coming towards your heart as you breathe in. Beautiful lotus of the heart unfolding. As you breathe out, lotus is closing. Opening of the lotus with the in-breath and closing with the out-breath. With the next breath in, as the lotus opens, keep it open. Keep the lotus open, observing the perfection of each petal. Little dewdrops shining on the petals. Pause your breath for a moment. Totally focusing on the lotus of the heart. Release the breath before you begin to stress. Pausing the breath again. Just being.
release it again. <clears throat> and pause it again. Think about your eyes being absolutely still. Stillness of the body, stillness of the breath, stillness of the eyes, stillness of the mind in the center of the forehead. Before you begin to stress, release the breath. Totally focus on the stillness of the eyes and the stillness of the mind. Let it happen naturally. You just rest with the mind in the center of the forehead. No thoughts, no expectations, just being. Breath is flowing in and flowing out effortlessly. Just being. Keeping your eyes closed, let all the restlessness, anxiousness settle down as you keep enjoying the stillness of the mind. No thoughts, no imaginations, no expectations. Everything is perfect, just the way it is in this moment.
slowly we open our eyes. Thank you for taking this time. <clears throat> Greetings from Upasana. We just finished Atri Ratri here. Had gone to the ocean early in the morning, beautiful clear day, no fog, to send off the flowers. And here we are, coming after Triratri, coming out of Triratri, the richness that one experiences within and all around cannot be described in words. It's mostly the richness that we feel within after having carved out some focused time in devotion and minimizing the engagement in the world through our senses. After today's meditation, we read Sarkar Baba's teaching, the word that goes out to you in the, in the email, that everything that we are looking for outside, in reality, is found within us. Everything that we think will make us happy from outside. Much more than that is found within when we become still, when we become bring our mind home and settle down, really, in that moment, nothing is lacking. The experience of lacking something comes when we are flowing out, attaching our mind to something else. This next two weeks is a very special time. It's called Pitripaksh. <clears throat> this two weeks time is when we take a little time to honor our ancestors. Pitripaksh, Pitri, ancestors. Paksh means the two from new moon to full moon. These two weeks when the moon is rising is the time to um, honor our ancestors. If you haven't done that and a desire comes that maybe I should do something to show my appreciations, show my gratitude to my ancestors, Something very simple you can do. 
You don't have to do it, but if you want to, just um, take a vessel, a little of, put a little rice in it and little flowers, and fill it up with water, and slowly just pour it on the ground, holding the sentiment of gratitude for your ancestors. Whether you know them or not, you don't have to talk to them. You don't have to have look for a message from them. Nothing. Just holding this sentiment in your heart that I'm grateful. It's a very simple little ritual, just honoring this little water flour and rice, even once, if you do that, it's a very good thing to do because we are the continuation of our ancestors. And <clears throat> Navaratri is coming. That starts on 15th, I think. And those two weeks of Navaratri are very special time. Maybe you can start thinking about that now, that how are you going to honor those nine nights that have been carved out to enrich yourself with the Shakti. As most of you already know, the Navaratri is... time to honor the goddess all those that energy that shakti is beyond any gender shape or size or name but we for the sake of our mind we give it a name we give it a form <clears throat> mahakali mahalakshmi mahasaraswati the shakti that is engaged in removing the darkness from our life. The Shakti that brings transformation in our life. Change in our life is called Mahakali. Mahalakshmi, the Shakti that's engaged in making things available to us. Mahalakshmi and the Shakti that's, that comes to us in the form of wisdom, knowledge, Mahasaraswati. So during the Navaratri, we remember, or we evoke, we acknowledge that sacred presence within us. How do we observe Navaratri? Think about those nine days. And first thing you have to do is carve out a little time, free up some time by minimizing the engagement in the world. How do we engage in the world? We engage in the world through our senses. 
seeing, hearing, speaking, tasting, touching, smelling. If you look at it, most of our activities are around gratifying the senses. Then we have social obligations. We have our jobs. We have our duties, our children, our parents, or all those things are there. How can you minimize bow out of it because you have something more important to do. And what could be more important than acknowledging the sacredness that is your life. So minimizing our social engagement, we free up a little time and then Minimize the intake of the world through your senses. Maybe think about simpler meals that don't require lots of commotion. Speak less. Hear less. See less. Maybe cut out the social media a little bit. Just for nine days. It's not like forever. But just tell yourself, during these nine days, you're going to live a little differently. And all the things will not go in panic because there is a cap on it that is only for nine days. And I'm going to engage in the world with a different mindset. I know we all want to bring a little change in our life. And we try to bring the change by bringing new things in our life from outside. But the idea that I'm proposing, bring that change by bringing things that are already in you, giving them a little chance, being a little still. We live as if we don't like being by ourselves. We have to fill it up with things from outside. And during Navratri, that's what we are going to practice, that I am going to be with myself and I'm going to enjoy it. If the feeling of lacking something, lacking somebody's company, something else comes up, just stop. Energetically take a step back, take a deep breath, and really ask how important is it. The moment we detach from it energetically and ask how important it is, you will see it loses its grip on you. Maybe it's an idea, even an idea, a concept that this will make me happy is just an idea. You have everything that you need to be happy with. You have everything. The moment you become still, the moment you rest your mind, 
in the center of the forehead, you will see, just like you experienced in the beginning of this satsang. We are not used to it. That's why it looks like a chore. But if we begin to take a little time every day, we begin to enjoy it. Like they say, stepping up on the yoga mat is the hardest thing of the yoga practice. Once you get on the map, mat, something happens. And after a few stretches, you begin to enjoy it and you do a little more. So Navaratri time is very special and I would encourage each and every one of you to carve out that time to be with yourself. There are certain aspects of your life that you have never appreciated. Maybe take a little time to appreciate that. Maybe you have been starting thinking to do some, add a little more stretches and yoga, or a little walking or a little quietness or a little digital detoxing. This is the time to do that. And if you keep suggesting it to yourself that during Navaratri, I'm just going to enjoy being my, with myself. The more you start suggesting from now on, when the time comes, it may be a little easier. It is a little uncomfortable in the beginning, but as you go into it, you settle into something very beautiful. Now, what are you going to do during those that freed up time? Maybe think about a daily routine that you are going to keep. Little enhanced time of meditation. And the word for this Navaratri, one word I usually give for people to focus on, is sacredness. What is sacredness to me? Where is that sacredness within me? Now it's a, the word sacred doesn't have to take us straight to the church or the temple. That sacredness is right within you. What kind of conversation I have with myself? Am I putting myself down all the time? Do I ever appreciate qualities that are in me? During Navaratri, we do a little chant at the ashram. It's called Tantric praise of the goddess. And if you have not seen it, maybe you can Google it and see. Tantric praise of the goddess. And basically it's like, Ya Devi Sarva Bhuteshu Shanti Rupena Sansthita Namastasyai 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 Namo Namah. That goddess that resides within each individual in the form of peace. Contentment, 
happiness, luster. So there are many things. That's what the praise is all about. And those things are within you. Those divine attributes are within you. But we never take time to just say that that's within me and I bow to that. So during Navaratri, we basically celebrate the presence of divine attributes within us. And that is how we acknowledge the sacredness of our life. Otherwise, having all those qualities, our mind latches onto one negative trait or one negative thing, and it takes over. Being a human, we all have some negative traits and some positive traits. So during Navaratri, we acknowledge, we own those positive traits that we all have. This is how we bring sacredness in our life. We don't bring sacredness by worshipping someone else or somewhere outside. Baba used to say, you have no right to worship anyone else. You have right only to worship yourself. And worshipping yourself means acknowledging that I do have those qualities in me. My ability to love, my ability to be kind, my ability to be forgiving, my ability to be content. This is how we worship ourselves. And also, we give ourselves a word that, oh, myself, I will never let you down. I will not lead you to a place or situation where I have to feel any less of myself. This is honoring yourself. This is respecting yourself. This is worshiping yourself. So Navratri is the time to worship ourselves. And this is what we came here to do in this human incarnation. The one and only reason for this human incarnation, the purpose is to, to self-realization. Purpose is to realize that you are a divine being. You are a divine being. We are all divine beings. The analogy that's given in the scriptures is <clears throat> a big mirror in which the sun is reflecting fully in its wholeness. When that mirror shatters into millions of little pieces, each piece reflects the sun fully. We are those little pieces. In, in each one of us, that sun, that divine, is shining in its fullness. 
yes, because of being a human being and living in the company of people around us and we have certain expectations. Um, if not my expectation, it's somebody else's expectations uh, that I ought to have this and I need to be this and I need to live this way, I need to do this. All that, those things go on. That's part of life. But when we detach ourselves from that and just come to ourselves, ask, what is my truth? What is my truth? Where do I want to go in this lifetime? All the wishes and desires are left behind the day we take the last breath. We are blessed. We are very fortunate if we are able to find a moment just to say, I am blessed. I have everything I need. Everything is perfect just the way it is. And tasting that moment gives us the taste of the divine. Desire even for a blade of grass causes a ripple in the tranquility of that Mansarovar. Mansarovar is our lake, our mind lake, which is tranquil. Desire even for a blade of grass causes a little ripple on it. We will have desires, but we can also have a few moments when I say I have no desire, at least in this moment, and taste the beauty, the perfection of that moment, because that is also as real as the other ones. We'll send out a little reminder for Navratri and how to observe it in a simple way. It can be very uh, elaborate. People in India celebrate Navratri in different parts, in different ways. But the way we celebrate is we give more importance to austerity and stillness, quietness, and being introverted, going within finding that connection with the divine in the form of mother. We have to give a name and a form to that formless, nameless presence we call Ma, because Ma is the name of unconditional love. And we all have that unconditional love in our life light of the sun, warmth of the sun, coolness of water, air that we breathe in. Mother Earth is holding us constantly. And most of all the space, these five elements are the presence of that Divine Mother. Holding us, nurturing us unconditionally every moment. We are not 
divine, then we experience that we are deprived of it. So Navaratri gives us this time to come back to what is constant, what is very present in our life that we are distracted from. And because of that distraction, we experience unhappiness. Everything we need to be happy is within us. If the mind thinks, no, 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 I have to have that, you'll experience after you have it, next day again you'll be thinking, wishing for something else. You'll get bored of that. You want a change. Our mind attaches itself to things and situations and ideas that are transient. Thinking that those things will make happy, but not really. The everlasting happiness that we all see. With me, I can feel your stillness. And thank you for being a part of the satsang. I would love to hear if somebody has some questions or something on their mind. You can just unmute yourself and ask. Babaji Puram, um, oh. yeah, I have one question which probably is general and maybe you have thought about it, is how does one uh, train oneself to, uh, to, to deal with the uh, passing away of a loved one, of a dear one? How does one deal with the passing away of a loved one? Yes. First of all, we all know one who is born sooner or later has to go. So that is the one truth that we all have to face, that one who is born will leave one day. It's our attachment to that person or attachment to our time that we have spent with them, the experiences we have causes us to grieve. And I'm not saying grieving is unnatural. Grieving is natural. Little sadness is natural. And the most important thing is acceptance that that person's time Namaste Babaji. I had a question about knowing how to differentiate your path from the paths of other people. So I guess, how do you know what your sort of call in life is versus what other people are doing? And how do you find the clarity between those two things? Thank you. Somehow this question I didn't hear because I was answering something else. So please wait to ask. 
so where I was is my brother had passed away and I was living with Baba at that time. And this uncontrollable sobs will come out. Baba called me in his room and he said, your brother was a good soul. Look at your mind. That's all he said. Look at your mind. And when I looked at my mind, what was really causing those uncontrollable sobs was my mind was telling me, I won't be able to go for a walk with him the, day, the way I used to go and have philosophical discussions. I won't be able to sit with him and have meaningful conversations and all those things. The truth was, for the last five, ten years when I was there, I never had those. I never did those things. I never took time for those. So our mind brings out things from the past and makes us grieve. So in my opinion, the best way to deal with loss of the loved one is to really first come to acceptance that their time was finished and the soul has gone, but their love and their caring is always with me. The sadness will come, but it will pass. Sorry, I hear the other question. Who was that? Please ask again if you can. Unmute I'm sorry, Babaji. This was this was Maya. Your sound had cut out, so I didn't realize you were answering a question. Um, uh, I had a question about knowing how to stay focused on what it is that's your path versus the path of another person. So how do you sort of, I guess, differentiate what you're doing from what other people are doing in terms of what you're supposed to be doing. Thank you. Being able to detach yourself from everything, bringing your attention back to your navel, just in your core, and taking those deep breaths, opening your heart, doing that practice keeps you more connected with yourself. Other people, many people have all kinds of ideas. They have their own lives. You have your own life. And in order to stay focused on your purpose and your journey, you have to practice connecting with yourself by yourself without anybody's interpretation of your life. So Maya, you are young, just right now, your job is to stay focused on your school, your education, whatever you are doing. And look at your own vision for yourself, what, where you are going, what you want to be, and the rest will fall in its place. Thank you, Babaji. Thank you all. I wish I could just sit with you here all day, and but I have a um, house full of people here who just finished three ratri and they're all hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
प्रणाम बाबा वेटिंग फॉर दादूज डिलीशियस मील सो थैंक यू बाबा जी थैंक यू थैंक यू थैंक यू मदर्स Blessing be with you and loved ones. Thank you all.